2: Right now in the studios, we've been joined by two amazing gentlemen who've come up with a fantastic concept. The name itself will get all your attention, but the thought behind it, it is something which has become an essential part of all our lives. We've been joined by Kalyan Kumar, the co-founder and CEO of Klug, Klug or should we say Klug Klug, and of Gupta, the co-founder and CPO, the chief product officer of Kluklug. What is Klu Klug, Kalyan, if you could tell us, please?
3: Well, we were looking for an interesting name for our company, and because most tech firms and Martech firms tend to think of something in Greek, so we said, Hey, it'll be easier if we just switch to Google Translate and switch to German. Mm-hmm. So we just typed Wise and Clever, and it came out as Klug. Then we went onto a site to look for the domain, and we said, Hey, no Klug available. Oh, hang on. Klug, Klug, is that available? WebWeb said, Yeah, it's available. I said, Lock it right now. We sound even cooler. Klug, <laughs> Klug, dug, dug, go almost every meeting.
0: It's a great conversation starter because they say, "What the hell is look So yeah, <laughs> and get and gets the conversation flowing. Your, your business works. Uh, you claim it's a research-driven science for influencer marketing. So, are you working with the influencers? or Are you working with 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 organisations? Which side of the fence are you on, or do you work with both?
3: Well, we're mostly on the fence of the side of the brands and the okay. organisations because they want to reach out to influencers. They want to find them and find. So we help. Bring massive data intelligence to choosing your influencer marketing decisions.
2: Yeah, right. You know, Weber, with your experience in marketing, working with various brands, how essential has this part of marketing now become in every brand's uh, life cycle?
1: So, uh, first of all, post COVID, now most of the people have to start spending. Uh,
2: most of their time on social
1: media. Mm-hmm. So consumption of reels and uh, other short videos have increased by, by a mile. And specifically, if we check with the Gen Z. okay. So now most of the brand wants to target their audience, their like Gen Z, and they're spending a, a lot of time on social media, then they want to catch their attention. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so influencer marketing is getting bigger and bigger. Uh, and it's a good median, actually. So
0: just to grab credibility. When brands are looking to work with influencers, how important are numbers and how important are, you know, owning a niche and having a a specific audience, an engaged audience, even if the numbers aren't that strong?
3: So uh, this is a very good question because uh, the numbers are getting more and more serious. As brands double down on influencer marketing and they want to scale it up and get it right, a lot of it has been very... 30,000 feet view, by which I mean, hey, this influencer looks right, shares the right kind of content and has so many million followers or so many hundred thousand followers and so on. What we are helping is saying, look, it doesn't matter as long as those audiences are real and they are f- of relevance to your brand. So niche is very hard to find. For example, if, if you're a brand X, which is into mothers and you want to find- Mummy bloggers. mommy bloggers. Mummy yeah. bloggers. That list would be a couple of hundred at best.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, but, you know, with uh, more newer technologies, specifically like ours, like Kluk you can find them on a click of a button. Actually, you can even find mothers in other countries who have audiences, let's say in the UAE. We can really do cross-country mapping of audiences and really, it's, it's quite fun.
0: And, and what is that data? Are you able to filter out who's bought followers and who hasn't? That is the first player so because every <laughs> brand is spending so much
3: money yeah. everybody wants to become an All influencer right. and you want to get there quick and therefore fake followers inactive followers bots human farms so there are not just synthetic bots which are manufactured by machines who follow you there are also human farms which means let's say uh, country x town x family of five sitting in manufacturing accounts so they follow 5,000, 15,000 accounts because that's all they do. You'll never see a single post. You'll see zero engagement on their timeline. So that's the world. The world of influencer marketing brands are asking tough questions. The CMO says, hey, look, I'm spending a lot of money. The proverbial marketing question I know 50% of my money goes down the drain, but I don't know which 50%. We're here to give that a very precise, sharp, non-subjective answer to that. We do that.
0: I, I mean we've all seen it, there's an account that's got 35,000 followers and then there's about two likes on each story. You know it doesn't I mean it, yeah. sometimes you, you don't need to scratch that deep to be able to work out who's real and who's not. Oh, this has
3: gotten heavier on that. So you're right on that. That used to what used to happen till about two years ago. Yeah, yeah, We know some massive KOLs influencers, because you can buy f- fake followers incidentally you can buy fake, fake likes. engagement yeah cost you as little as two dollars to get maybe a thousand likes or wow yeah, yeah.
1: even yeah.
3: ten thousand so, so I buy I, I I build my profile up slowly in mm-hmm. fact fake it till you make it go from five thousand slowly to ten thousand speed it up to 15 and then slowly go suddenly to 30 and keep sharing good content look look your part no engagement coming easy go online search fine do the world's
0: at it see i, now, I, I i'm interested on, on that you're working with companies but why wouldn't influencers come to you do you work with influencers to help work their accounts to make it more appealing to brands
3: so that becomes uh, so
0: we are planning to get there
3: some okay. for example we are saying that look uh, our our platform really is about transparency transparency of influencers transparency for brands why should not an influencer with 2 million real followers be on the table having a brand date versus an influencer with 4 million followers with 90% fake? So we are already working with influencers without working with them. But later, we, we are able to actually tell an influencer what kind of content your audience is like, or your followers like, not through subjectivity here, when I do this, they laugh more, but by actually data so we can eventually so we're planning that as phase two but right now you know it's just the two of us small tech team uh, so we want to get one step at a time
2: this is this is interesting conversation where it's heading into because here you, you mentioned a while back Alyan, that you know fake it till you make it and I and honestly you know I mean one wouldn't want to take it in the wrong way but by all likeliness the herd mentality, it generally feeds into the concepts of bigger numbers, even if I am producing content, which is good content and, and creative and funny and whatever. But if I have just 300 followers, even if my reel becomes viral, or content goes viral, it may not get more followers because people think ah, oh, just 300. It's just a fluke, he may not be creating great content, or he may not be a big enough name. So, in this case, of what do you reckon? I mean, should you actually, as an influencer or a content creator, I wouldn't even want to call myself, say, an influencer, but a content creator, wouldn't one take that thought that, listen, I'll go slow, I'll get 1,000 followers, I'll buy 1,000 followers, maybe 5,000 followers, slowly and steadily, till I actually look legit, because I am still creating good content.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, people are doing it. So, uh, there are many... Uh, influencers like who are creating good content but they are not getting paid even they are not uh, legitimate or getting campaign from the brand so they buy initial followers engagement to get let's say uh, eligible to get the campaign Mm -hmm. but we are saying okay if you are uh, able to create good content let's uh, use some data science so Mm -hmm. we have so uh, we have some uh, parameters where you can Identify your audience who can engage with your content that is an audience interest. So now uh, let's take say uh, the influencer is uh, coming from a um, Mother category Mm -hmm. and they are creating a parenting content, but it doesn't mean their audience also engage with parenting content, right? So we are saying now uh, engage with your uh, Audience create content as per their audience Mm -hmm. uh, interest what kind of content they like to engage with
2: Yeah, you know here here is a very uh, interesting point Uh, I know a female content creator or influencer has a few million followers and everything. And generally, because she's a female, she does a lot of fashion content and everything. What people will do is brands will generally go to her and say, listen, how about you do a female fashion brand, right, right, absolute right mix from a marketing agency uh. point of view. But 90% of her followers are male, well, then where absolutely. is the right mix? Where <laughs> is the right mix? Why am I putting money on that influencer then?
3: So, uh, just wherever you can so take
1: this word. So it's, you are yeah. bang on. So this is the uh, <laughs> one of the biggest problem for all the uh, woman centric brand. So, so Glug Glug is uh, solving this issue on a large scale. So we are saying just remove all the subjectivity and mm-hmm. we can give you millions of female influencers who has at least fifty percent female influencers, f- female followers. followers. Right. Even we are going further deeper. So everyone uh, targeting the followers Mm -hmm. but not all the followers engage with the content how about if you able to target the engagers who are engaging with the content by demographic by their gender split and by their interest Mm -hmm. and the brand affinity so we are saying so what is the next step in influencer marketing just identify your audience so you will be able to create even performance so everyone wants to get performance in terms of better engagement, optimize sales and everything. But it can't be done if you are not able to
0: identify your audience properly. When it comes down to uh, businesses, top three tips, what are the top three tips that you've got for businesses in order to use influencers the right way to find their audience?
3: So the first one, uh, find out what kind of genre of influencer you want. Don't go by the influencers feel look face look for what is the audience relevance go by numbers first then because the world is so big and there are so many influencers then look at the quality of the content on the influencer and because you have all of these you can also we say that never rely and this is an interesting part never rely on only the organic reach of an influencer because if you're in facebook or meta or instagram or tiktok or google or youtube you want to spend some money with the platform to boost that post so it goes far beyond. So imagine you pay uh thousand dollars to a influencer, but if you spend another two hundred dollars from the influencer to boost the post versus her organic his or her organic reach, you might reach five X, ten X in just yeah. very small amount. So these are little tips we give, we look you know, scientific stuff. Yeah. Just like you think for media, also meant the other tip, and this is very important your influencer is not your ad unit you're not going to make your logo bigger on this one respect the influencers they have made an audience who love their content so be story first get them because paid media is content choosing audiences but influencer marketing is audiences choosing content brilliant respect that
2: brilliant point over here there now here here, I'll I'll just could I switch this concept over and say that while the brand thinks that maybe I should pay the influencer or or boost the content how about the influencer spending maybe 10% of the revenues that they make to boost their content which is a paid content to get a bigger audience uh, so that you know the brand is happy I'm happy Mm. because it's reaching a bigger audience and then the brand will also want to have a repeat business with me To be honest, the really smart
3: influencers have been doing this Mm -hmm. because they, in fact, would come to us and say, we will guarantee you certain KPIs. And they make sure that they achieve that. For a little, very little portion of their money that they're getting, they're able to outshine all the influencers who are not. Makes sense. So our advice to influencers, you know, really think about the marriage and answers will come to you. But of course, we are there for those answers. But there are
1: very few smart influencers who are boosting their content with legitimate sources. Mm -hmm. So there's few influencers, like some influencers who have uh, bought fake followers and they're
0: buying fake engagement, engagement also.
2: engagement, right.
0: So yeah. that you can either do that or get a dog.
2: One of the two. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. One yeah. of the two will often help. Uh, Kylan Kuma, the co-founder and Vaibhav Gupta, the co-founder of Klug Klug. If you want to check it out, that website is K-L-U-G, klug.com clugclug.com, and you can find out more details. Gentlemen, thank you very much and good luck with the business. Thank uh, you, boys. Thank, thank you so thank much.
3: You. It's been fun. You guys. T- TSB, nice yeah. Thank,
0: Thank you very you. much. TSB, Talk Sport Business on Talk 100.3.
2: <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to another TSB Talk Sport Business podcast. And don't forget, if you want to hear the
0: full show, we're live every weekday from 3 to 7 p.m. across the UAE on Talk 100.3.
2: Or you can listen to us via the Big Fan TV app.